Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. We've been talking about God's personal presence. God is a person, a an individual being. He has characteristics and character. And he is present with you now. So let's just take a couple minutes, or a few seconds, and let the Lord just reveal himself to us. Let him make himself real to you. He is the one who brings your thoughts and your emotions into alignment with his. Our job is to just to make ourselves available to him. And he draws us. Just as we don't have to do anything to activate gravity, it just works. It's there. We take it into account His presence also, His changing us, it's happening without us doing anything. It's just there. But just like gravity, we can learn its qualities and characteristics. And we can learn to to experience and understand God's qualities and characteristics. Lord, we just ask that you reveal yourself to each one of us individually. You know far better than we do what our needs are. In fact, Lord, You made it, you created the situation in our lives, in our circumstances, that we would have the precise needs that we have right now. Because you wanted to be the one to meet our needs. We ask, Lord, to meet those needs. Draw us to your wholeness, Lord, that we would lay aside everything that distracts us and becomes a weight from becoming one, spirit, soul, and body, and one in you. Lord, we trust that what is coming tomorrow You are preparing for us today. Bring a clarity 
to your voice and an understanding of how to deal with the enemy. We thank you ahead of time for all you're doing. For those who need a special touch, whether it's financial or direction or relational or a healing, Lord, we just ask again, you know better than we do what we need. We just ask that you make yourself known in those areas. We thank you ahead of time. Personal presence of God. Now, you consider yourself. You have thoughts. You have a history. You have a way of being. God is the same kind of qualities. Why do you think we have them? God created us to know him, to be the wineskins which he can pour himself into. His personal presence is not just personal from his point of view, that he is a personal God, but he makes himself known to you as a person. He knows what you need. He knows your history. He knows your culture. He knows your, the way you think, what's important to you. And that's how he reaches out to each one of us as an individual. Now, our soul, part of our challenge is we don't understand our soul. We don't understand why we can't just love God and serve him, why there's so why it's so hard to be a good Christian. Why it takes so much why does it take so much effort? And why do we make so many mistakes? And how come never nothing ever seems to work? or stay worked, stay healed, or stay happy, or stay free. I think part of it is we misunderstand God's purpose for us as individuals, but also for this world. If God wanted to change and perfect and restore to perfection this world, he could do it with a thought. He doesn't need our help. Just as he was totally in control of sending his son and training his son and crucifying his son and resurrecting his son, he was totally in control of that. Nobody helped him with that. God doesn't need our help with what he's going to do next. He wants us involved, though, for our benefit. Not just what he's going to do next out there, but what he has next for you. He is far more invested in you than we could ever imagine. 
he has so much love and compassion and excitement for each one of us, for every single one of us, that he spends every minute of every day, of every week, of every month, of every year, doing nothing but arranging the circumstances in our lives so that we will be free and know him. Not so that we can minister to others, change the world, be glorify him, be an example of what a good Christian is. No. So that we can know him and receive unconditionally what he wants to give to us unconditionally. He wants to pour out his life into you. If he did that right now, you wouldn't be able to contain it. So he is remaking you. He restored your spirit. He's in the process of restoring your soul. He is working out the salvation that you have in. Now, what are our three enemies again? The world system has a life of its own. The devil and his friends, they have their own agenda. And our shadow soul has its own agenda. Now our soul, God gave you the exact specific soul he wanted you to have. Remember your spirit, soul, and body. He gave you the soul he wanted you to have. There's nothing wrong with it. He's well pleased with it. He's not going to change it. But your soul has lived so long without being connected to your spirit that it doesn't know how to receive life from the spirit within you. Now God knows that. He doesn't hold it against us. But that doesn't mean he's going to allow us to continue to live out of our shadow soul. Now, what do I mean by shadow soul? Think of your shadow soul as just that, a figment of who you really are. How do we make a shadow there's light against something that has form and substance. Your soul has form and substance. God's light against your soul reveals that form and substance, but is not that form and substance. When we talk about our soul, we're talking about our mind, our will, and our emotions. And again, God gave you the mind he wanted you to have, the will he wanted you to have, and the emotions that he wanted you to have. Again, they're good. He likes them. They're exactly what he wanted you to have. But without him, 
your soul has created a shadow life. And just like a shadow, it has a form, but not a substance of the reality. And we often live according to the shadow that we are projecting. The shadow that is being shown by sometimes even our enemies. We, we see what shadow we're putting out there and we'll even contort ourselves to change that shadow. But that shadow soul is not real. Now it may present a perfect representation of the form, but it's still not real. It's only a projection. And one of God's goals for us is that we begin to differentiate between our real soul, the soul that he's given us, and the projection. Now we use that projection, that shadow, to protect ourselves and to control. Control others, control how we get our needs met, control God even. Now God's goal, he's, he, again, he understands and knows and even created the circumstances where we are running around with all these shadows. And his goal is not that that shadow be changed and conformed, but that the light begin to shine from within us and no shadow is cast at all. Because the light that casts the shadow of our form is outside of us. God's light is within us. Think of a light bulb. When that light is in the light bulb, there's no shadow of the light bulb. Now the light casts shadows from other things, but the light just shines. And that's what he's looking for us. This is not something we can control. This is something God does in and through us. But part of our process and our journey is to be willing to let go of our shadow, of our representation, our shadow soul. The way we get our needs met, the way we project ourselves to others, the way we control our lives. So we let God do what he wants in us and he will take care of the self-life, that shadow. He will take care of meeting our needs. He knows you have those needs. He gave you those needs so that he could meet them. Not so that you would be okay with denying them, but so that he could meet them. 
And God's personal presence is present with you now. And the more time you spend with him, the more time we spend with him, the more real he becomes. God doesn't want us to put off until later, until another time, the relationship with him that is available now. This is one of the ways we redeem time, is recognizing that every moment, every now, is an opportunity to be present with God, to experience his presentness. Eternal life is not something that's entered. Eternal life is not life, but more of it. It's not quantity. It's not quality. It's a characteristic of God himself. We say God is holy, and he's righteous, and he's wise, and he has all these qualities but he's also eternal life. That is who he is. And when we, were, when we were born again, we entered into his being. And every quality that he has, we have in our spirit. That which be, is born of the spirit is spirit. So we have already received and entered into eternal life. And eternal life is knowing God. Knowing not just informationally or partially, but being one with him. Being one in ourselves. What what does that mean? Spirit, soul, and body being in perfect unity. The spirit being exactly what God created it to be, spiritual. Your soul being restored, healed, quickened, and fully connected to your spirit. And finally, your body, also healed, also quickened, one with your soul. So that life that is in your spirit right now flows unimpeded, without interruption, without any shadows of turning into your soul and then into your body and out. God wants to pour himself from your spirit into your soul and into your body is eternal life in all of you, spirit, soul, and body. Eternal life is knowing and being known by God. Not in, again, not in a mental, we, we have these problems with words, but experiencing God, being consumed by him, on all levels, the spiritual, the supernatural, and the natural realm. 
God is not something we will someday know. In your spirit, you know him now as much as you're ever going to know him. In your spirit, all of your needs are already met. Any unmet needs are there for your benefit. Eternal life is not something that we will someday receive. We see him face to face now in our spirit. And it's his desire that we be one in him in our soul and body as well. That's what he wants. That's his purpose. How often do we focus on what is our purpose? Well, I can tell you what your purpose is, to know God. Now, each and every single one of us is going to get there a different way. We all are are on our own individual path. Part of that path is that God assigns us circumstances and projects and jobs, if you will. And some, the circumstances may be family or job or existing, just surviving. Whatever your circumstances are, That's what God is using as a project in your life to achieve his purpose in your life. So again, what is your purpose? To know him. To become one in him, spirit, soul, and body. It's not about your gifts. It's not about your role in the church or a ministry, or finding your God's will, you already know it. In your spirit, you know God's perfect plan for you. And you're in it right now. You're in exactly the place where he wants you right now. may not feel like it. It might not look like it. It might not make any sense to you but you're exactly where God wants you right now. Everything he's doing in your life is preparing you for the next second and the next second and the next second. And the more we allow him to present himself, the more we can rest. The more he can be himself in and through us the more we just let him do what he wants to do, the more we get to know him and the more we get to know ourselves and are changed into his likeness and image. His desire is that we would be one in him, in our soul and body as well, now. 
we see him face to face now in our spirit. And he wants us to experience him fully in our soul and body as well. Now, this is something that it's easy to talk about, but once you experience it, that can make all the difference in the world. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Be open to what the Lord wants to reveal to you. Now, knowing him now is our great, abundant, and exceeding reward. Anything that comes later is simply icing on the cake. We don't know what comes later, but we know it will be good. We don't know what came before us, but we also know it was good. Because it was God, and God loves us. That's his nature. He can't not love us. He can't not love. And what does love do? It gives. It gives to our past, our present, and our future. It gives to those around us. It gives, it fulfills, and meets our needs. Part of our challenge is we have such limited, real experience with God that we don't trust him. So we examine and sometimes even argue everything God is doing in our lives. But his goal for us is that we would have that quietness and confidence that gives us strength. Knowing God is being in a unique, intimate relationship with him. Because it is his idea. God himself is doing the drawing. is is keeping you from being satisfied. Wanting more, more, Lord. And he is drawing us into his home, into his place of abode. Not just for a visit, but where we will be his home. He can lay his head, his authority, his wisdom, his foreknowledge. He draws us into his kingdom, into his rest, so we can relax. He knows how he has made us. He knows the questions, the doubts, the strengths and weaknesses each of us carry. So he long ago decided he would reveal himself to us on an individual basis, even on a moment-by-moment basis. This is his job. This is what he's spending his time doing. We refer to Christianity as having a personal relationship with a personal Savior, right? There is a pathway, a highway 
that takes us from where we are now into that intimate relationship with God where he is now. It is our enemies, which we are part of that, that shadow soul, that are the side roads, the the construction zones that that keep us from, that divert us from the way. And yet it is very often in those diversions that we learn the most. The wilderness is often where we learn the most. The high places, the low places, wherever you are, make the most of it. Lord, for each one of us, show us what we are learning. Let us not squander the opportunity that you've placed us in. Let us make the most of it. Let us make and not take for granted any of the circumstances that you've created, any of the training sessions that you've set aside, Lord, that you are our personal trainer and our guidance counselor. So, Lord, we want to use and take full advantage of every moment of every day. So we thank you ahead of time for what you're doing in our lives. And we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, this has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.